This episode is dedicated to my beautiful grandmother, Celestine McDuffie. Grandma, I love you. I'm sorry I wasn't there to see you before you passed away at the hospital. I know you was asking for me. I was always in college, and I literally thought that time was just... I just thought I had all the time in the world to come and see you, and I I just... I, I know I messed up, and I miss you, and I wish I was there. And I'm sorry that, you know, you was in so much pain in your final days. And because of you, mom quit cigarettes and I also quit cigarettes. So I love you, grandma. You know, your death was not in vain. You was a beautiful person. And thank you for always loving me. And I'm dedicating this podcast to you, Celestine McDuffie Ferguson, my grandmother. I love you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast, Episode 8, Sobriety, Nicotine, and Sugar. I just want to read my statistics. Today, I am four years nicotine-free, ladies and gentlemen. I was smoking for over 20 years, and today I am four years nicotine-free. Now, I have an app that I use from day one to track my progress throughout my whole lifetime in regards to cigarette. It's called Quit. That's K-W-I-T, right? Download the app Quit if you're in sobriety or if you're out there and you want a companion that helps make quit smoke smoking cessation fun. Like this was extremely fun because quit, you could shake your phone and it will give you all of these different facts and about quitting smoking and um, positive quotes and motivation, but it will track your progress. Now, today, I just want to read my statistics with you guys before we even start. Right. Isn't that cool? So here we go. I am on my quit at right quitter. I am a I'm at level 24 quitter. I have been nicotine-free for 55 months, 242 weeks, right? 1,700 days, um, four years. I am a quitter four years. Now, guess how much money I've saved in four years from um, not smoking cigarettes? $17,007. Uh, $17,076 I saved after not smoking for 1,700 days and four years. Um, I haven't smoked 1,700 packs of cigarettes. That's 34,015 cigarettes that I have not ingested into my body in just a four-year period. My life expectancy I gained eight months Eight months of my life, I got back from quitting cigarettes for four years. This is science, guys. This is this app. This app is incredible. So imagine I could have died four, eight months ago if I kept smoking, right? I could have died eight months or I could have, I saved eight months of my life and I could use eight months, guys. That's a lot of time when you're looking at mortality, right? That's a difference. If someone say, hey, you could die today or you could die eight months from now, which one would you choose, right? Um, carbon monoxide not inhaled is three, um, 
34,150 milligrams of carbon monoxide. The app says smoking tobacco increases the CO rate in your blood. The normal rate for a non-smoker depends on the levels in the air, but it is usually between 0 and 8 parts per million. The level of CO for a smoker is usually much higher. So isn't that cool? Time saved. 13 weeks of my life was saved by not smoking. So smoking takes up a lot of our time. I got 13 weeks of free time to do a podcast, to write a book, to make music instead of just sitting out there smoking. So let's look at some achievements. Um, My heart. Um, So it says the risk of infractus or coronary heart disease is half, you know, half. So I am half... I, the risk of me dying of a heart attack was cut by half just by quitting smoking for four years. My well-being, my breathing improved after four years. I feel less tired. And hey, 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 my libido was back. Hello, hello. I'll take that. I'll take that. Give me my libido back. Let's go. Um, I've been a quitter for 18 months. And that's pretty much it guys that's the updates that's my statistics so download the app quitter k-w-i-t-t-e-r and those are the statistics guys um i'm so happy and let's get into the podcast Good morning, everyone. This is Pop Buchanan. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast, Episode 8. Um, in this episode, I want to talk about sobriety, nicotine, and sugar. Mainly sobriety and nicotine. Um, and some of the effects. Um, newly found sober people tend to really rely on certain strategies and certain things to help them cope with recovery. For most people, it's cigarettes. For most people, it's sweets. Um, everyone has, most, some people, it's food. Uh, but I want to talk about the ramifications of cigarettes and just give some statistics because for me, when I quit drinking, I totally increased the amount of cigarettes that I was smoking. And it was just, it was creating another, it was creating another health issue. And this is a big problem. And I and I'm four years today. I'm four and a half years cigarette free. And I just want to share some basic tips on how I changed my mindset and got my body and mind prepared to take that leap Um, and why it's important. And I feel much better today because um, cigarettes is also um, can also attribute to possible relapse because Cigarettes and alcohol are totally interchangeable. And, you know, I'm talking to my addicts out there. You know what it is. Like, if I started drinking tomorrow and, God forbid, I relapse, the first thing I'm going to want is a cigarette. So removing nicotine out the equation after um, recovery, while in recovery and um, getting into sobriety is very vital to long-term success. But I just wanted to share some basic statistics and some ideas. I'm reading today from Recovery First, um, American Addiction Addiction Centers. um, And here we go. 
When it comes to coping strategies to help with substance abuse rehabilitation, there is a spectrum of behaviors. On one end of the spectrum are the good ideas like exercise, mental and spiritual exercises, and family time. But there is a bad side to the spectrum, one that offers short-term relief and long-term dangers. Nicotine use during addiction recovery is a problem for a number of people who turn to other substances to manage their cravings. Such behavior scratches an itch, but it primes the brain for relapse. There are almost 60,000 smokers amongst, among the 1 million people who are members of the Alcoholics Anonymous, says Health Day News, quoting researchers at Vanderbilt University. At face value, it makes sense. Smoking has long been prized for the way it reduces depression, anxiety, and irritability. Such benefits might be seen as exceptionally valuable for people who are trying to quit a drinking problem. Cravings for drugs post-treatment can be one of the most challenging parts of recovery, and the comfort that comes with a dose of nicotine can present itself as an easy solution. The Vanderbilt researchers conducted a study in 2008, the, res the results of which were published in the Journal of Alcoholism, Clinical and Experimental Research. In the study, 289 Alcoholics Anonymous members were asked about their consumption of coffee, cigarettes, and alcohol. While nearly all of them upped their coffee intake following quitting alcohol, 56.9% of them smoked, and among that 56.9%, 78.7% smoked at least a half a pack of cigarettes every day. More than 60% of AA members said they were highly dependent on their cigarettes. Even on a general scale, the numbers bear out. The Huffington Post writes that people who meet the criteria for a substance abuse problem has disproportionately higher rates of cigarette use than the general population. 75% of people from the age of 12 and up who checked into a treatment facility for an addiction problem reported smoking cigarettes in the month prior to their treatment beginning. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration reports that only 24% of the general population smoke in a comparable time period. Similarly, the, na the National Survey of Drug Use and Health discovered that while adults diagnosed with mental illnesses or substance abuse problems made up 25% of the national population, they accounted for 40% of all cigarettes smoked in the United States. Among the general population, smoking is the number one cause of preventable death. But for people who have mental health and addiction disorders, the rates of mor mor morbid morbidity and mortality are even higher. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I'll put a link to that study and to the Recovery First website in the show notes. So, look, um, I'm not picking on anyone here. I just want to just point this out. Like, it's, it's very customary, and I'm not picking on AA or anything like that. But my experience is, okay, so when I first got sober, I was in an outpatient rehab, so I had to live in a, um, a sober house. And, you know, when you see a sober house, you can, you notice it because there's always a bunch of people outside smoking first thing in the morning throughout the day, just smoking all day with cups of coffee in their hand. And then when you go to 
the outpatient rehab, there's a bunch of people outside smoking. And then when you go to meetings, there's a bunch of people outside smoking. And then when you go to AA meetings, there's a bunch of people outside smoking. And as you know, there's a bunch of coffee being served and a bunch of sweets. Now, here's the rub. When you quit drinking alcohol and or drugs and you're in recovery, the brain needs a lot of glucose because the brain uses primarily glucose for energy all right sugar okay the brain can also use other things for energy fats lipids um but its prime primary source of energy is glucose because glucose metabolizes into the body extremely fast and with so the brain needs a lot of energy to function it's a very powerful powerful organ in our body so the brain requires a lot of energy so alcohol takes a lot out of the brain it dehydrates the brain it shrinks the brain it 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 lowers blood flow to the brain so when you're newly when you when you're in recovery and your body is kind of rebuilding itself it requires a lot of fuel and a lot of energy and you and so you want you know for me i needed my nutrients i needed my carrot cake i needed my yogurts i mean i'm talking about I was just drinking and eating everything that I could because you're talking about someone who was um, binging for about three to four years. And then the last year was really intense because that's when my addiction really took its toll. And I was just drinking all day and wasn't eating. So I have firsthand experience that, um, you know, the sugar the nicotine, the coffee, those of those were the crutches. Okay. So I still have my coffee today. I have to put myself on a curfew. Um, I minimize sweets um, because when I quit, when I, when I first got into my sobriety and so I'm six years sober around my third or fourth year, I started to become pre-diabetic and that scared me because alcohol killed my grandfather and my grand, I mean, not alcohol. I'm sorry. Forgive me guys. Diabetes killed my grandmother. May she rest in peace. And my grandfather, may he rest in peace. So I was, and then, you know, diabetes is also a precursor of heart disease and my father died of a heart heart attack. So as soon as I went to the doctor and they told me that I was pre-diabetic, I really was upset. I really was upset and I was really disappointed in myself. And I said, how did I get here? Because even prior to drinking, I just wasn't a big sugar guy. Like I was health conscious prior to drinking and everything. And I just wasn't a big sugar guy. So my thing was, you know, I I ate healthy. I ate an anti-inflammatory diet, low carbs, you know, healthy fats, healthy protein type diet. So you can imagine my dismay when the doctor told me that. So um, and then I started tracing things back and I was like, you know what? This all started back in the rehab when it was just, you know, two, two, you know, give me a um, regular coffee, light and sweet coffee, light and sweet coffee, where they'll put three large heaps of um, sugar into your coffee with the milk. And then now we know the problems with milk. And then you have your cigarette. So first thing in the morning, you're hitting your body with the nicotine, you're hitting your body with the dopamine response to sugar. And then you're creating another background addiction. So this is that silent background addiction for the addict. Our brain is still looking for a hit. So um, and look, by any means necessary, I think that 
six months into a year of your sobriety should be that safe zone for like sweets, coffee, cigarettes, going crazy. But we need a plan after that six months to one year to get off of these things or to reduce these things because we don't want to create secondary health problems. Like you don't want to go from quitting alcohol and drugs to developing diabetes from um, and lung disease, you know, diabetes from the sugar and the sweets and lung disease and potential lung cancer from the cigarettes. Um, so that's why I want to do this podcast today and I'm going to keep it really brief. I, I put the, the statistics and the science in the beginning, but look, I don't want to hit you guys with a bunch of science. We all know that, you know, smoking cigarettes are not, is terrible and we know that sick sugar is a real big problem. And of course, um, I have another podcast that I work on called Health and Hip Hop and I'm going to do health segments um, on Sober is Dope also where I specifically address the problems with sugar. But for here, I want to say this. I want to just give you guys, uh, I just want to tell the story of how I dealt with it. So, you know, I think that'll be easier than me giving you a bunch of science and stuff like that. Welcome back, guys. All right, so... Like I was saying prior or before we went on break was that I want to tell you guys my story on how I quit cigarettes and it's very straightforward. I want to give you guys some tips because it's very important that after you give yourself your little grace period um, when you're newly into recovery, I would say a six month to one year grace period where... You know, you're binging on sugar and sweets and eating food just to get your strength back and having your cigarette as your crutch. That's okay, but we need a long term plan of and we need to put a plan in immediately. Like we have to have like a six month to one year plan to totally wean you wean all of us off of the cigarettes and nicotine. Because like I was saying prior, we don't want to create secondary issues. You know, you go from quitting cigarettes, so your liver, your brain, your whole body starts to heal. You you you're getting your um your your energy back. You're more vibrant. You're living a healthier life and then boom now you have diabetes because of the sweets then boom next thing you know you have um lung disease because of the cigarettes we want to take a total health approach and a total well-being approach to our sobriety so it's very important that we have a plan to implement cigarettes and i know firsthand i have firsthand knowledge that a lot of people in recovery really hate the cigarette part. They're like, damn, you know, I got to really get rid of this now. But that's also added pressure. So I don't want to add pressure to you. you. If you're listening to this and you recently kicked alcohol and you recently kicked drugs, man, do not stress the cigarettes and certainly don't stress sugar. This is more for an advanced approach or mid-level approach after your first year or second year. It took me literally... I would say two and a half years into my sobriety before I was able to let go of the cigarettes. So I would say even give yourself a two year grace period Um, because, look, I know what it feels like, guys. I'm not all of that and I'm not trying to come to you guys on some, 
you know, oh, I'm healthy and stuff. I'm just saying that when the doctor told me I was pre-diabetic and I also was having heart arrhythmias, man. Like, so that was another thing. Like, I had to go to the doctor and do the whole heart, the electrocardiogram. And then I was having, like, nonstop heart palpitations. And um, it was just bad. So I had what they call metabolic syndrome. I wasn't overweight, but I was having issues with my blood pressure, issues with my blood sugar levels. I was having heart palpitations. I started really feeling like I wasn't healthy. So although I was sober, a lot of the negative behavior patterns and eating patterns and smoking patterns that uh, that followed my sobriety and recovery led me down a road to health problems. So I want to I want to I want you guys to be aware of that potential and I want you to be ready. So here we go. I want to keep this podcast short. In order for me to quit cigarettes, I literally had to use my mind and my mouth. So what does that mean? I had to make a conscious decision mentally. I need to quit cigarettes by the end of this month or in 60 days, I will quit cigarettes. That was the first thing I had to think and I had to make a commitment and I had to give myself a mental calendar. Then I had to verbally say it because once you think something, you have to feel the emotion. Once you feel the emotion, the intensity, like I'm really tired of cigarettes and I want to quit. I'm really tired of cigarettes. I want to quit. Then you have to say it out loud. Say it aloud. I want to quit cigarettes. I want to quit cigarettes, right? So when you activate the mind and you activate the heart, then you use the power of the spoken word. Then you have enough for your cells and your body and your brain and your second brain and your gut brain and all of these beauty and your spirit and your soul and all of your good energy and the power of your intention all could come together and give you and set something in motion. Your light, your, your, the prospects of success, success are higher when you start to say things out loud you start to mentally commit that's how i quit alcohol so i use the same theories and the same steps that i used to quit alcohol to quit smoking cigarettes i had to make a commitment then i had to say it recovery is diction first you have to speak it into existence right then the next thing i started setting up my life like i went and got a new pair of running sneakers so i made a physical investment Right. I went and purchased running sneakers and the gym outfit. I had sweats and brand new sweatsuit running sneakers. And then what I did after that was I started researching exactly how what I was going to use. Now, for some people, you have Chantex. That's the gum that you can eat that suppresses the nicotine cravings. Or you have the patches with the gum, which um, actually introduce nicotine into your system transdermally or orally, which actually helps reduce the actual smoking of the cigarettes, right? That helps. So for me, I bought the patches and the gum. I said, okay, I made another investment and I had the patches there. I always looked at them every day and I said, you know, I need to, I need to quit. I need to quit. I need to quit. So I am today... Two and a half, well, almost, yeah, pretty much almost three years into, um, four years into my, um, I'm four, oh my God, I'm four years into my, um, um, nicotine, um, my, my nicotine success. Like I haven't smoked in nicotine for, I haven't smoked in four years. Forgive me guys. It's, it's early in the morning. I ain't have my coffee yet. Okay. Gotta, gotta be with me, but it's four years. So I'm very proud of myself because I'm going to be honest. That was the last thing I thought I was going to ever be able to do. Now that was tough. 
but it was actually easy. But it was like, oh, my God, I didn't really believe I could quit cigarettes. I was like, I don't know. I felt like I needed this. Now I hate cigarettes. I hate the smell of them. And I'm talking about I was two packs a day in. I smoked from um, I was 16 years old when I started smoking. I am 39 year old, 39 years today. So I have been smoking for most of my adult life and young adult life. Right. For the majority of my life, I have been a smoker. So when I say that I needed my cigarette, I needed my cigarette. And everyone knows pop it. You, you're going to see pop with a cigarette. But I am cigarette free four years today. Now, this is how I did it. I used uh, I, I use running, meditation, and nicotine patches to get myself off of cigarettes in one week. Now, this is an aggressive plan, but check how, look how I did it, peep how I did it. What I would do when I decided, I, I picked a week, I said, I'm going to, at the end of this month, I'm going to start. Like, I'm going to start on the 1st. Let's, let's say we took the 1st. So, on the 30th, the 30th, or the 31st, I was literally, like, having my cigarettes and smoking. And I said, well, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to start. So, what I did was I put myself on a three cigarette. I went going. Now, this is me smoking a pack a day or half a pack. I said, I'm going to smoke three cigarettes a day. And then I'm going to wear my patch. But what I did was I wore my patch before I went to sleep. So what I would do was I would smoke a cigarette in the morning, right? Then I would smoke a cigarette in the evening, like after dinner. Then I'll go running, right? Like a cut, like an hour after that, I would go jogging. Because when you jog, you can actually feel the damage in your lungs. You can actually feel the effects. I would go jogging, and then I would come back. I would take a shower. Then I will put my patch on, right? So now my patch is on, and then I will have my cigarette before I went to bed. But what I did was before I went to sleep, now this is day one, guys. Before I will go to sleep, I will meditate for five minutes. So I would, what, what does that mean? I would sit in a chair with my eyes closed and just breathe slowly. I didn't think about anything. I didn't have to sit in lotus position. That's all mumble jumbo. Um, I told I recommended a book in episode two called Sobriety and Stress, where we talked about light walking so that I will put the notes to that book. Bliss more. Bliss more is a book that really can help you meditate without all of the mumbo jumbo. So anyway, I sat in a chair and I would breathe. And this allowed me to really relax my nervous system and calm down because a lot of the cigarette is anxiety and overthinking. So I would calm down. And then I would just fade into sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and because I had the patch, I wouldn't immediately need a cigarette. So on the second day, I was able to go a little longer. I didn't need the morning cigarette. I would just smoke in that afternoon, you know, and then I would I will, you know, I think my patch lasts 24 hours. So I would have to put another one on the night, the night that the second night before I went to bed. So now I'm down to two cigarettes and I will go running and now I will run a little bit longer. I'll... Hello, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. Forgive me for that abrupt break, but I just wanted to 
go into a small break before we finalize the final steps on how I quit smoking. And I wanted to just share a message from our sponsor. And what I would like to say before we go to the message from my sponsor, if you're out there and you really want to do a podcast and... um. You really don't want to go through all the red tape of going to a studio and paying for an engineer and worrying about mixing, mastering, and buying microphones and stuff like that. You you could look into the app Anchor, and that's what I'm bringing this podcast to you guys with. Without this um, beautiful app, I would not be able to produce the podcast at the rate in which I'm producing them because I literally work about 65 hours to 70 hours a week. And then on my off time, I'm running businesses and stuff and just trying to play catch up. So um, this do-it-yourself app is incredible. Once we go to a small break, we're going to go back into our finalize this podcast and um, give you the final steps on how I successfully quit nicotine, which I'm so happy for on my four-year anniversary. Um, I love you guys. Please be patient. Check out the message from our sponsor and hang in there. Have a beautiful day and thank you for being with the Sober is Dope universe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final part of the sobriety, nicotine, and sugar episode of the Sober is Dope podcast. I apologize for the breaks in my storylines. Um, I try to get these podcasts to you guys while I'm on the road. I work really, I work crazy hours, guys. And sometimes while I'm mid-story, someone will interrupt me, a phone call come in or something urgent to happen. And I'm talking about, I could be doing this at one o'clock in the morning, which I probably never would because, you know, I go to bed early, but it'll be something. It'll be a car, be an alarm and something that'll cause me to you know, have to start over or edit, but I I appreciate your guys' patience. So look, I want to just say this, like where I left you guys off, I was using meditation and running. So by day two of my smoking cessation program, I literally only needed about two cigarettes a day. Now here's the miraculous part. Using meditation prayer or just relaxation techniques like sitting in the chair and just deep breathing in addition to jogging and and the nicotine patch by the fourth day i'm jumping from the second day by the fourth day i no longer needed cigarette i no longer smoked i didn't want any cigarettes and that's what blew my mind This went from me saying I'm going to be on this nicotine program, but I incorporated. So I used the meditation to address my anxiety. Every time I was stressed or I thought I needed a cigarette, I'll just sit down and I'll say in through your nose, out through your mouth. And I'll just take deep breaths and I'll say, relax, relax, 
relax. I had the patch on, so I did not have any need for a cigarette. And then as soon as I wanted a cigarette, I'll put on my running clothes and I'll go for a light jog. And the more I started to jog, the more I felt like I was activating my lungs. So I'm working my cardiovascular system in the opposite way. Instead of just smoking and sitting there, I'm moving my body, right? And then when I'm a little stressed out, I'm calming my body down. And then I started going to bed early. And then the nicotine patch was there. Now, by the fifth day, what you, what do you think happened? I no longer needed the nicotine patch and the rest was history. I quit smoking within one week by utilizing a plan. It was a, it was a, it, it would hit, you know, here's the steps again. Let's recap the steps. I made a mental decision. I, I I tied it to my emotions and I was serious about it. Then I verbally spoke aloud that decision that I'm going to quit cigarettes. Then I made an investment. I purchased my nicotine patches. I purchased a new running outfit and new running shoes. Then I developed a plan. I said, I'm going to jog. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to minimize the amount of cigarettes that I smoke per day. And I'm going to do all these activities in between those cigarettes. By the end of that week, I no longer had the desire to smoke. And that was four years ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is something you're not going to read in the book. I'm not no magician or anything. I'm just giving you a different perspective. If you're someone out there who never heard of meditation, you know, never heard of relaxation techniques, just check out the book Bliss More by Light Watkins. So just Google it or YouTube. Go on YouTube and how to meditate. There will be a million examples. But my thing is sit down in a chair in a quiet room and just close your eyes and focus on breathing. For you as a person that's looking to quit smoking, you have to get your lungs under control. So you have to get your breathing under control, right? So me focusing on my breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth, it actually was so therapeutic for me because I was just literally able to just make a connection again with my lungs and my cardiovascular and by running I was strengthening my lungs and activating my breathing and just being one again and these were stress reducing techniques and using the hot showers and the patches and having a system it really helped and that's how Joseph Pop Buchanan quit smoking cigarettes in one week now Moving along, as far as sugar is concerned, guys, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on this. But if you're a year into your sobriety or recovery, I'm just going to say this. Reduce, find a plan and a diet to that reduces sugar intake. The ketogenic diets is a great diet to help you transition into uh, other diets. I think the keto diet is very good. I started with the keto and from keto, I was able to go into vegan, but I'm not a big advocate. I don't advocate any one or the other. I think the most effective diet for me is the vegan diet. Um, and I'm on an intermittent fasting diet, but I would say find the right diet that works. The top three is the low carb diet helps. Well, no, that's not the top. The top for reducing sugar consumption is the ketogenic diet. Then you have like 
kind of like um, slow carb diets. You, um, shout out to Tim Ferriss and his book, The Four Hour Body. You could get that book. That book talks about the um, the slow carb diet, and that's reducing all types of sugars and fast carbs and processed sugars and processed carbs. But I would say cut out the sodas, cut out the coffee, drink your coffee black. Try, guys. I know you could do it. And the trick to making your coffee tasty without sugars, add a little bit of coconut oil with the almond milk and all regular milk if you have to have regular milk and that will help that helps a little bit um but i i would say just like toughen it up and just drink black coffee drink black tea drink black uh, water the idea is to reduce your calories of sugar through liquids right and then watch the processed carbohydrates the breads the pastas um certain fruits i think they have high sugar content fruits but i i love fruit but i would say berries are the best bang for your bucks because the antioxidant in berries will help repair your lungs and it will help repair your brain and your body and it keeps you younger and you get all the health benefits without the high glucose shot right so blueberries blackberries and stuff like that try to source organically um start there We'll do more episodes. I don't want to overwhelm you guys. Start there. Say, well, you know, Poppy Cannon said, if I want to reduce my sugar, let me stop drinking the calories, the sodas, the juices, and all of that. You know, stop putting sugar in my coffee. That's the number one thing, guys, that will help reduce your health dramatically immediately, right? Um, And, you know, minimize the breads, minimize the rice, minimize the pastas. Beans are very healthy. And just find a diet that helps. I would say read up on the ketogenic diet, the slow-carb diet. Diet, the vegan diet and stuff like that um and that's my tips guys i think if you start to implement these plans and also there's an app that i want to shout out called quit k-w-i-t um i will share my quit statistics on the outro because i have to download it and like read my whole statistics some um, it's exciting to see how because it keeps track of how many days how much carbon monoxide you have not inhaled um your sobriety mark all the health benefits of where you're at so it's a companion so download the app quit um and good luck ladies and gentlemen listen sobriety is dope It's the next thing. It's the next evolution for humanity to live a sober life where you're clear and you're alert and you're healthy. But why, you know, why stop there? Right. Why stop at sobriety when we could quit cigarettes? Then we get our health together. Then we get exercise and we could rebuild our whole life. Right. I love you guys. This is Pop Buchanan. I love you. Thank you for being patient with this episode. I know it's a little choppy. I'm going to try to clean it up. Thank you for being there with me. I'm so proud that I'm six years sober. I'm so happy that I'm four years nicotine free and I'm about one year sugar free and I'm on a really good vegan diet. And I have, you know, I um, I lowered my um, sugar and I'm no longer pre-diabetic. So I love you guys. God bless you and have a good day. Yo. We in the building. Live your best life. Pop you can. Gotta open that heart up. Transform that self. No fear, no anxiety. At Monk Healing, what At up? Monk Healing, meditate and get healthy. With good vibes only, levitate and get wealthy. I motivate. Sis loves my catharsis. I love to inspire all the dreams and the artists. Yeah. 
five years sober No more brandy, used to leave with the cobra No more beef, used to leave with the toaster Brand new vegan, no corpse in the smoke, it's okay And it's all about love Nurture the masses, no hate in the blood That fear is a liar, and stress is a bug All I hear is messiah, and arrest is arrested, invested Sober is dope Follow the movement while we jumping off the boat And walking on water Love God like his daughters And the dream that I bought her Was my heart and my hope and my hope I'm Pop Buchanan I do it for my pops And the love for Buchanan's Rest in peace to my pop He's a king in a mansion I do it for the dream And a hope for expansion Expansion I'm born with a miracle Almost died twice from my death Was a spiritual awakening Awakening My soul is awakening Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever